Dude, I'm so stoked that you're here. Dude, stoked to be here. We're going to get it. This is the Mid Convo Podcast, and today we are going to be speaking with Kevin Arietta. I'm going to be speaking with him because Ed is in Seattle. He's probably still sleeping. Yeah. What time is it over there? It's three hours earlier, so it's probably like 6 a.m. Nice. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about everything about the journey when it comes to building your creative business. Mm-hmm. Um, and what gets me so excited is that born and raised in Miami, you have so much experience. And I feel like our listeners are going to be able to take a lot from it. Yeah. Let's uh, roll the intro music. Tell me a little bit about yourself, because I feel like we've met a couple times Mm -hmm. um, and we've interacted over social media. We ran into each other at a friend's birthday party. Um, Born and raised in Miami. You own a company out of Miami called Vaco. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come to be? All right. Um, yeah. So Vaco is basically a multidisciplinary studio. I met my partner, Nick, um, in architecture school. I studied architecture. Uh, oh. I got my master's in that. He did architecture. I did landscape, landscape architecture and urban planning. <laughs> um, we were in school, and that allowed us to just kind of learn about a whole lot of things from art to design to photography. Uh, we had to design our models and then basically learn the whole Adobe suite to kind of present our projects. So that kind of uh, sparked something in my mind it was like, hey, like, I don't just have to be an architect. I know the whole Adobe suite. Mm-hmm. We can do all these things. And I'm surrounded by a class full of different types of creative. Um, but yeah, we started Vaco, which uh, is a multidisciplinary studio. It was born early on in college um, and it's taken different forms till now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically a studio, no specific focus, inspired by architecture and that type of thinking, but open for art, design, storytelling, branding, you name it. So, How did you guys come up with the name Vaco? Because um, it's V-A-C-O. So yeah, so Vaco stands currently as Visual Artist Community. Um, I love that. Which means a lot, but it initially started as Vasquez Arietta Collective. Um, And that was something that growing up in architecture, every firm is named after the last name and then firm (laughs) or whatever and associates. And at the time, I think the word collective was kind of being moved a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I liked that. And I went to New York and I heard it and I'm like, okay, perfect. That kind of like embodies what I want. Different people coming together, um, building this community, working as one. And then it just blew up and too many people were using collective. And I was like, eh, I don't like that. Yeah. And I also thought like, I don't like having my last name. I'm trying to build a community and like build this company. That's cool. That you didn't I want it to be people. just yours. Yeah. Exactly. Um, didn't want the ego side of it to be in there. So I'm like, hey, Nick, let's shorten this name. Let's pick four letters. Let's be like these big brands. Four letters people can remember. Wow. Um, and let's switch up the meaning. So I'm like, hey, what do you think about uh, Vaco? And mm. he stuck with it. Vaco sounds like vaca, which means cow in mm. Spanish, and that inspired the colors we use, black, white, and like a pink accent. Wow. Um, and anyways, now we have a brand. You know, we can that's have cool. a mascot that could be a cow inspired by these colors, <laughs> um, et cetera. So that's kind of yeah. the true what story I, behind it. What that. I love about hearing that is um, there's a lot of people that tune into the Mid Convo podcast that are early on in their freelance career. And to be honest, it might seem out of reach to... Um, turn their passion into an actual agency or in your situation, something that you and a best friend came together and created Mm -hmm. where you're now able to support your clients in so many different ways. Um, I'm curious, like, are you the first entrepreneur in your family? Um, No. Um, Maybe doing what I do now, but I think uh, I come from a family of 
of hustlers. That's cool. Mainly women, um, but more like in the real estate side, kind of buying, flipping things, renting it out, things like that. But that type of hustle, I think, inspired yeah. um, myself to kind of do what I do. And I ask because I feel like we all have a why and we all have like a story behind what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that drives me is like, I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. So everything that I've done has been fueled by like, honestly, not wanting to let my parents down, mm-hmm. but also wanting to just like pursue something I'm passionate about that I think a lot of people can kind of um, relate to both of our situations mm-hmm. where you grew up around a lot of doers, people that kind of um, created their own way into whatever they were doing, uh, that I'm inspired by that. It's cool. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, tell me a little bit about how it came to be that you were going to go into business with um, Nick, because we've both heard uh, horror stories over the years from friends that have gone into business together. hmm or family that have gone into business together. What made you guys be like, do you know what? This is what's going to make it a good fit for us. Because I know a lot of creative businesses that uh, are husband and wife, that are friends, that are family members. Like, how did you guys navigate that conversation? And how did it turn into what it is now? Um, I think with Nick and I, when we first met, I think I tapped his shoulder and I'm like, hey, we should do this. You yeah. know, I think it was an idea. I think I, ident- I identified immediately that he was one of the best in my class and I mm-hmm. wanted to be near that. Um, and I wanted to learn from that. I was inspired by it. That was one of the first things that kind of like created that bond. Um, we were both Colombian and I think we both came from similar families, um, um, income levels and things like that. And overall, just ways of growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think that immediately made it comfortable to That's work huge. with someone coming from the same place, wanting that same ambition and wanting more. Um, I think with Nick and I, we are like a yin yang, you know, That's we right. are. You guys get each other. We get each other, um, but we have completely different personalities and that's mm-hmm. okay. That's awesome. Sometimes you have like <laughs> two of the same person together, it just becomes too much. So that's kind of a rough, that balance. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I think the balance is good. Uh, off the mic, we were talking about how you're more the visionary, mm-hmm. um, and he's more of the integrator. Um, integrator and more the creative production side. Like he, mm-hmm. he's the one that could really take these ideas that I may have and and bring them to fruition with the team. That's awesome. Would you say that uh, you're also more of like the business minded? Like, are you the one speaking to the clients and pitching and like developing strategy, and then he's the one that's helping like? carry that out in the production side? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I okay. think right now there's a lot of those meetings that we sit on with each other um, so we could both understand those roles. Mm-hmm. And when someone's not there, we could um, change those roles when needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very important for both of us to understand and know each other, not be completely separate, mm. um, but understand it enough so that if needed, you could jump in and like take turns and. Just get it. If you're going to be a full partner, you need to know every single piece. Yeah. What's cool is um, I think it's awesome that you are, um, I mean, in in a way, we're in a very similar industry. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, obviously focused more on like freelance photo and video where you guys offer everything from, I mean, you guys are doing design. You guys are actually building installs for more experimental marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, What tip would you give to like a freelancer who's like really passionate about, let's say, a part of the process, um, but maybe really struggles with trying to do everything? Because I feel like that's one of the biggest pain points with freelance creatives is they feel like they have to do everything. 
Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I got to do the um, proposals. I got to do the pitching. I got to create the content. I got to deliver it. I got to do the design where it becomes overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Where you guys, I love that you guys came together and you're like, hey, we're going to stay in our lanes and both deliver on what we're best at. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of still a work in progress, I'm sure. Yeah. But what happens is you're actually able to, I guess, elevate even more in your own lane um, because you're not taking on everything and getting overwhelmed in that. So what was the question? Sorry. (laughs) I guess my question is, is like for any freelance photographer that's listening or videographer or designer, what tips would you give them if they're, you know, struggling to do everything? Um, Because I think for you guys, you guys could have both just gone and done your own thing, Mm -hmm. right? You could have had your thing. He could have had his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it's more of like, what are some, tips that we could give to people where they could kind of tap into whether it's outsourcing um maybe it's how do you find like a partner Mm -hmm. to not get overwhelmed i think you have to structure yourself somewhat in the beginning Mm -hmm. make some type of template for pitches don't try to recreate it and like don't get too complicated on it use keynote yeah you know like keep it simple and just rework it every single time you don't have to reinvent the wheel so structure using templates for for proposals um, and figuring out a way spend doesn't take more than a day or two i think to have a nice text ready a copy text for sending out to clients and reaching out um what that proposal looks like that you can keep editing um and yeah and then in terms of like finding people i try to surround surround myself with the best of the best wow so in college, I identified him being the best. So let yeah. me tap your shoulder and be close to you freshman year from the mm-hmm. get. I'm like, I want to be friends with you, whatever mm-hmm. this is. And then through there, getting to know him, mm-hmm. for Revolve. Um, even till now, I think that Brandon, I lived with Brandon for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first went freelance, I was in a co-working space and I was trying to find a home that we could basically make this creative compound. And I wanted Sweet. to find the three bedroom or more place that I hey, could the like content house. create a content house, be next That's to awesome. each other, be inspired by everyone. Um, but at the time I knew this guy called Sebastian, uh, this is Seb on, on Instagram. And he was a great creative. He was like five years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically was able to get him and Brandon to move into the house nice through like a few like we ran into each other a few times at events yeah. so i'm like hey i got this thing going on i have this really cool house it's got this basketball court it's got this hey. great yard it's near little river upcoming area rent is super cheap like it's a no-brainer you mm-hmm. know we we're all paying, paying like 700 800 bucks to be in a <laughs> proper house in miami walking distance from your office wow. like it was a game changer anyways these guys were a bit older than me um but i looked up to brandon for like the branding and graphic design and things like that he was also a photographer as well and then Seba was a great photographer and creative that had a friend group that I wanted to get closer to. Mm-hmm. So by creating the situation for myself, I put myself in a situation that I wanted to be around. Them. I didn't, these people weren't my friends yet. Yeah. Or I wanted to be in that circle faster. Mm-hmm. So I knew that by being with them, it'll attract these other people and I'll just learn from it. But then I already wow. had a team without having directly a team, you know? Yeah. That's uh, a way it's humbling because it's like the power of networking, put yourself in the right rooms, mm-hmm. but also... I think just in general, we need to like people need to stop looking at others in the industry as competition. Mm-hmm. Because what you did is you're like, hey, we're gonna actually turn this into a community. Mm-hmm. Or the word that's most you know overused is collective. Um, 
by bringing like-minded people together because it's going to be way better than going at it alone. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a huge mentality shift Mm -hmm. because I feel like if you want to be lonely, have no community and um, struggle to grow your business, do it out, do it alone. But if you want to um, elevate yourself and your business, say yes to opportunities, put yourself in the right rooms. And then, like I said, um, cultivate community, mm-hmm. which brings me to one of the f- my favorite things that uh, you said when we first met was you're like Vaco at the end of the day in um, Backhouse, which is your production space here, is that you look at it as it's almost like a community center. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to the house and I feel like for me having an office or whatever size it was, was key to be to have a hub, to have a, a center point where people meet. Yeah. I think that people are way too busy nowadays. They have their lives and like they're flaky. And they're, like if you have a place to just gather everyone, you don't got to figure out about parking. You don't got to figure out how much people are spending. I don't know, just a place for people to meet up and not create an excuse um, and create a comfortable safe space. That was always uh, key for me. So that has evolved between a small closet size office space um, Mm -hmm. at a co-working space nearby um, to now having a lot more square footage and like have the back house that's more of a community center that's multifunctional in its way (laughs) and and it could be a jam session it could be a photography studio it could be a yoga studio Mm -hmm. it could be an art show it could be whatever people want Mm -hmm. Um, but we saw that as our kind of creative playground and then if we have friends that align with what we do then they could also play there too Um, but I think going back, it's like not having any obstacle in front of you to like do what you want. Oh my God, I got to rent it out. Oh my God, I got to do this. You know, it's just like, there's enough of us who are talented. We can make shit happen. Yeah. And yeah. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of inspired by the whole community center, um, analogy, um, because I'm assuming the people that you are able to kind of bring into the space and just bring onto your guys's brand and company they feel like they're a part of it even though you know maybe they're not creative or maybe they're just like in a different industry mm-hmm. and it's I've, I've heard from you before that you get to tap into the people that are in your community to bring on to projects mm-hmm. where even like you know some of your clients you have some awesome big clients on your guys's um, roster where i've met people that have been like yeah man i was on a project with kevin mm-hmm. and it was so dope we went to new york we shot this project and it's cool because you want you want others to experience it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm a brand, I put myself in the shoes of the consumer as a brand, I'm going to be much more attracted to working with an agency or a company mm-hmm. as a content design video partner if they look at just the industry more through the lens of like, how do we cultivate community? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's like what we all want. Yeah. I think and good people want to work with good people and if you're talented that's just a plus so yeah um probably one of the best values that a company can have is people first mm -hmm. right yeah um I think it's telling and also it at the end of the day like if you need help last minute or you need um like for example I know you guys just did an event for an awesome beverage brand Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you tapped into the community yeah. You're like, yo, guys, we're going to be here at the skate park mm-hmm. in Miami doing this uh, install. 
who wants to come. Exactly. And, and like they, people showed up. It was baller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And I think that brands like that specifically, um, like Casalu, and we did this whole, we painted a whole half pipe. We kind of just came up with the whole activation as a whole. We had a limited budget. We were able to make it happen. But they just love that. Not only are we creative, but we could pull people and we could, we're flexible. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. shit, you're under these constraints. All right, what are you yeah. going to do, you know? That's um, good. And I think just brands like that. It's like under any type of pressure, okay, the BMWs and like figuring out permits last minute and things mm-hmm. like that. Whatever the case is or whatever situation, working with a team that's just has a good attitude, has a positive attitude and like, we're going to figure something out together. You know, we're on the same that. team at the end of the day. It's not like, That's it's sweet. not just a transactional thing. It's like, yeah, I agreed to work with you because I like you and I like the brand and I want the best for you. So you need to trust me that I'm going to deliver that and like under any situation and, mm-hmm. you know, shit that's thrown at me. So Exactly. I love that. Two things that just came to mind. Um, one, as you're speaking, I'm like, who is your ideal client? under Vaco, like if you were kind of doing your elevator pitch or if you kind of like really broke it down, who is the type of brand or company that you guys would want to work with? Because I think one thing I always see just with creative freelancers on social media, especially nowadays, trying mm-hmm. to like be relatable with like reels. And me and Ed talked about this on the previous episode. Bro, there's some creatives out there that are buck wild on social media right now. Yeah. Doing like booty shaking reels with their cameras trying to get views. Yeah. Where... They're not going to be able to find their ideal client with those. Yeah. Um, if I'm like, yo, I want to introduce you to my network. Who are you guys looking to work with? Is it someone who um, kind of comes in the door and you guys are the one-stop shop? What does that look like? Huh. It's, it's been that's the hardest question. question. Yeah. yeah. I've, being a company that's no specific focus, um, mm-hmm. it is hard. And I think that more and more we're trying to figure that out. I think as long as it feeds our soul in terms of passion mm-hmm. um great work is coming out of it and we could tell a story um mm-hmm. i think that's really what matters to us you know obviously the budget has to be right and other things have to align but if at the end of the day our work and hours are going into something that we believe in either it's a brand or a, some type of mission or a product whatever it is but mm-hmm. if we truly believe in it um on their mission and yeah we're down for it i like that any specific thing you know we're we're yeah it's hard to say that because if i say that then it like makes us go a certain way you don't want to put yourself in a um like in just one bucket we just want to be able to help in any situation yeah i like that if you give us more scope the better for you yeah (laughs) at least because like (laughs) but um i think it's also though i've seen your guys's work and it's like you guys are true to your aesthetic Mm -hmm. so maybe like a client that comes in they got to trust and like they got to be just as passionate or bought into your services mm-hmm. um, in order for you to pursue them versus trying to do something that, you know, might just not be as exciting for you guys. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm trying to do right now in my own coaching with freelancers is I tell people, I'm like, at the beginning of your creative career, mm-hmm. you might take on every project. Like you might take on the shoot down the street for the coffee shop. You might take on your cousin's uh, family maternity shoot. You might shoot a kid's birthday party. You might shoot a music video for a kid at, at your high school. <laughs> but it gets to a point where you have a developed style and you know what's going to benefit your website, your reel, and the projects that you touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, would it be like safe to say that that's kind of where you guys are at? 
Yeah. Because you're kind of open to any project. There has to be project. some type of benefit or like something to propel us. It's not always mm-hmm. just monetary. Um, I think it's like we took on a project with Team USA the other day to do a build out. It wow. was just a build out. We had no design related to it. We just had to figure it out, figure out how these walls were going to be up. It's more a fabrication job, production. Yeah. But I see it as an opportunity to get in the door with them. Mm-hmm. Hi, we worked. I'm in your system now. Cool. That's awesome. But then not also that, um, but now those walls I could reuse for my own thing. So wow. since we are, we have a production studio, we have a space that we're still trying to figure out. Taking projects that like feed these different things. Okay, cool. Now I have four walls that are freestanding and I could build a set with it. So mm-hmm. like, or I could sell that project and use that. Those same walls for Team USA were, were used for Casalu. And that was yeah. like an amenity and I add to this inventory that I have. That's awesome. To be able to figure shit out um yeah faster you know i love that having tools i think it's you know these speakers that you see around here um we've used them like three different times three (laughs) different sets to just make things happen you know yeah multi yeah you're able to repurpose repurpose things and make it work for that's kind of what i hear i mean that's kind of when you say you're a multidisciplinary uh studio agency i think of um exactly that like you guys are a swiss army knife so you might take something that came from one client project yeah. and pull it into a different client project, repurpose it, make it look like it's unique to their own brand. I think that's cool. And again, like being picky with who you work with, picky in a certain way. You have to know, yeah, either it's a big name or it's a big budget and that budget's going to help you do these other things and invest in your marketing. There has to be, always think before taking on a project, like where, mm-hmm and how you're gonna use it, how it's gonna benefit you, either for portfolio awesome. or money mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? Even if they hire you for this one scope and they need this other thing, then expand and hit up the homie that does do that thing. So mm-hmm. like now you just were able to produce and make this thing happen. So That's I think cool. people tap into us like, this guy will figure it out. He will make <laughs> it happen and whatever, so. That's sweet. Now that goes a long way. And then I, that allows me to, you know, uh, yeah. grow and expand to wherever I want, you know, or hand it off or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's still like, that's cool. The door. I want to transition into some like maybe key takeaways and some tips for honestly, the freelance creative or the business owner that's listening. That's like, wow, it'd be awesome to even work at a company like Vaco or, you know, someone who's like early on in their career that's looking to build something similar. Um, but first I want to talk about how so often we look at people on social media, like I'll look at your brand um, and what you've created for your personal and for your um, company. And it's it's hard to see the journey that you took in order to get there. So I'm like, oh, dude, your work's incredible. Like, holy crap, you guys do design, you guys do all these things. Um, where I want to talk about like what, what, like we off the mic, we talked about how you said yes to so many opportunities early on mm-hmm. in order to get to where you are, and I almost think it uh, think of it as like you planted all these seeds, mm-hmm. not really banking on them turning into anything. You just treated them as if you know they were steps forward. Yeah, steps forward. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about like creative mornings for a second because I know there's a lot of people that, and I know this is a fact sitting at their computer on a Monday, looking at their website, looking at their inbox, no leads are coming through. And they're almost feeling this like, it's almost like crap. Is this what I'm supposed to be pursuing? No business is coming in. We're, mm-hmm. 
I don't think that's the way to become successful anymore is by just waiting. You got to be proactive. Yeah. So what are some ways you've been proactive in order to get to where you are? Yeah, I think proactive is the key thing. Um, you have to be out there. You cannot just wait for things to fall in your lap. You have to write it down, manifest it and like go after it. And like, mm -hmm. even if it costs you money to do that thing, you're going through that process to then own it and then have the, you know, and then you just got to put yourself in the situation at any cost. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, the creative morning. So that was early on one of the projects we took on as thing VA Collective at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and Nick and I, I picked up the camera first. Um, he also had like another Fuji and then we had some friends doing video. Anyways, I had a professor um, at the architecture school that was the host of Creative Mornings. Um, and we started doing pro bono work for them. We, I started wow. going and realizing how much I liked it. It was on a Friday morning at eight o'clock, super curated crowd. Um, and I just knew that those 20 people that would show up or 30, 50, whatever it was that day, those were key people that were there for a reason. And it was just like a really good crowd to be around with at That's such huge. an early stage in my career. And they needed help. The whole thing was pro bono. Creative Mornings is like a, a community thing. So if I can help by showing up and taking some photos, not only am I building my portfolio and mm -hmm. learning more event photography for me at the time, uh, but also getting the opportunity to take photos of these key people that were there. Um, the speakers, if you're a speaker on Creative Mornings, that means you're someone. And if I'm exactly. the one taking the photos, like and and my name's the, attached to it. Yeah. Like, they don't need to know that you're doing pro bono work. You're, they don't, you're there. It doesn't matter. Interacting with, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. I'm yeah. listening. I'm engaged in the thing, but I know I have to get some key photos of yeah. a wide group shot, the host, etc. And while I'm there, I'm realizing who's there, the name tags, and I get to, now it's a networking opportunity for me. I have a camera. I could take a photo of them or a portrait. Mm -hmm. They're going to remember me for that portrait and that's valuable. i think like we talked before it's like there's nothing better than taking a good photo of someone that's the easiest way for them to remember your name yeah your instagram your name like what you do etc like if you could take someone's profile photo mm -hmm. um that's a game changer yeah know? and that's like a bond you're not going to forget that person you know yeah. you made them feel good they went out of their way to make it their main photo whatever it is but like with that goal in mind like i love that so Dude, you, i use photography as like a tool to get me into the rooms that I want to be in. Yeah. And were you doing that by yourself or was that something that your, uh, your business partner was part of too? Um, we take turns, but I think it was both of us at the same time, you know, if we could go together, if not, like if I could get video help and they were, they needed some help, I'd tap into some other friends and we just all show up and we just enjoyed it. Truly. We were in college having fun, just experimenting, mm -hmm. you know, I want to break that down for a second because you hit, it's, you hit so many birds with one stone. You, Put yourself in positions where you're able to show your face in rooms with potential business down the road. Mm -hmm. um, people didn't know this, but it was um, spec work in a way because you weren't getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. So you were serving. And then planting seeds like that goes such a long way, especially when, let's say at, at that point, whether business was coming in or not, I think you always need to be pursuing potential new opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care if your business is making six figures a year. I don't care if your business is making half a million dollars a year. Um, I think there's always like a time and place and also an opportunity for you to differentiate yourself by doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Showing up to creative mornings, 
figuring out how you can be an extra hand, helping hand. There's probably people in that room that watched you and the way that you communicated and the way that you approached just being there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I don't know who the heck that guy is, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get to know him because that's the type of person we want on our team. So you never know who's actually watching you. Exactly. And that's why I think that those seeds planted early on, I'm sure were there's similar stories of other opportunities that you had early on where you were like, I'm going to do this because first of all, it's a good learning experience, but also it could turn into something. Yeah, absolutely. That's dope. Um, and going back to the whole proactive thing, um, there's a lot of work out there, man. People that say that there's no work, it's, it's a lie. There's so much work. Too much work. And I think that you have to own your confidence in what you're doing um, at whatever stage you're at. Mm-hmm. I think at that stage, I still felt like I was the shit and mm-hmm. I was taking the best photos and I yeah. had it and I, I was moving that way. And I think the I was humble about it, but I was just confident in my work and how I was putting it together in the company I was envisioning from a, mm-hmm. an early stage. Um, and I think people like that, you know, they, they uh, met me at an early stage and I was able to connect with them in terms of maybe a Facebook follow or mm-hmm. Instagram, but they've been able to see that growth till now. And there's nothing better than being part of someone's journey that you really believe in, you know, wow. so people like to work with people they like, they want to like, if I got this budget for my brand, whoever I work with, mm. and I could give it to this guy or my friend that I really like, and that's gonna help him, like, it's a win-win. So I think I'm, I'm in those situations a lot that people have been able to be fully transparent. Yeah. Since then. Wow. Through Facebook, everywhere. I just, yeah. sh- I share my thoughts, what, how, what I'm going through. You let people in on the how journey. How happy I am, the projects, they're part of the journey, you yeah. know? And I'm not chasing likes, it's not uh, to brag about what I do, I'm just genuinely like, this is where I'm at. This is what wow. I'm doing. I'm blown away about it too. Like, yeah, like working that BMW gig and getting to interview Jeff Coons at Christie's, Crazy. and like I'm the one asking the questions. When yeah. I studied architecture and I have like no background in film or like, yeah. and I'm directing this whole thing, you yeah. know. And it's just like being around other people that inspire you and having that confidence to know what the end product's supposed to look like and leading a team to get there. Mm-hmm. I think is. That's a that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I want to um, break it down into some key takeaways for people that are listening, regardless of where they're at in their business. Um, and we'll kind of start with what you just said. Bring people along for the journey. Mm-hmm. Like clients, they're human. Um, the people that are following you, guess what? Like there's people that are watching you that haven't interacted with you yet, or simply haven't even reached out to you yet, but they're watching. Yeah. And. I mean, there's probably so many examples that me and you both have of people that have been following us for like five years in our work and the grind (laughs) as we've developed our brands where they reach out and they're like, hey, I want to work with you. And you look back at the DMs or like how long they've been following you and it's been years. So take like bring people along with for the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And another one that you touched on was, you know, put yourself in rooms by simply saying yes, um, regardless of whether it's paid or not. That's a huge one because most people don't really understand the concept of like spec work Mm -hmm. where me and you both have probably seen quite a bit of success from people booking us off of spec work. Um, So if work's not coming in and you're looking at 2023 and if you're listening to this, maybe it's time to start thinking about a spec shoot Mm -hmm. that could be used for your portfolio for next year um, to get you to attract the right clients. Um, So rather than complaining, get out and shoot, 
Yeah. And that'll help, that'll, like you said, that'll help gain confidence mm-hmm. because I'll be honest, there's, there is a lot of pressure sometimes working on client projects or yeah. sometimes it's nice to be like, you know, I'm just going to get my buddies together. We're going to shoot this. It's going to be dope. No strings attached. Yeah. Throwing our monies, you know. And don't, yeah, tap into people. Like you said, your buddies, your community, like you don't have to do spec work alone. You mm-hmm. could build a whole roster of people. If you have a good vision and you could convince them like, hey, this is a good idea and all our names going to be attached to this project. Cool. Once mm-hmm. you have that piece, everyone go out and try to sell it and use it. And then like if you get something or a lead, you have the team that made it happen. So that's awesome. Get out there, you know, so I love that. Yeah. And I think if you're listening, uh, one last kind of key takeaway is um, you don't have to go at it alone. That's huge. Yeah. Um, get a part of a community, like network, growing community. Like Kevin found his business partner, Nick, through school. Mm-hmm. And they both realized that they both have different skill sets that actually complement one another. Maybe that's a route that you want to take. I'm inspired by that because to be honest, years ago, I actually was in business with some friends and we realized to go separate ways and it's been great. But it's cool that you guys have been able to make it work and it's a work in progress. Yeah. Right. But yeah, dude, I'm super stoked that we were able to have this conversation that you let me into your incredible space. If you guys are ever in Miami, Florida, reach out because Vaco's got some incredible things going on. You guys also have Backhouse. Yeah. So uh, Backhouse is basically our um, what we call our creative playground. It's a photography studio, videography studio, um, psych wall. Um, nice. space 25 by 15 fully soundproof so we've kind of designed it in a way that can become a pop-up it can become a shoot it can become a yoga studio anything so Sweet. the fact that we could have different creatives come in and do their thing in any form shape and whatever they do um, we want to be able to house that so dude i'm stoked to use it if you're a photographer videographer or really anybody that wants to host something and you're in miami check it out i mean you guys are on pure space uh we'll drop the We'll make sure to include the information on that in the description of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, where can people find you? Um, yeah, so for Backhouse, it's the.backhouse. Um, and just a little bit about Backhouse. Um, mm-hmm. The name is H-A-U-S, kind of spelled like in the German style. Um, the reason why is because in architecture school, we're inspired by Bauhaus, which was a school and love type that. of thinking um, in a way that they were all doing different disciplines. And that's kind of fully inspired what Vaco is. And now that we get to create this new uh, platform or space for us, we wanted to honor that and like that's so tie cool. it in in some way. So like the branding, uh, the way of thinking and how yeah. multifunctional it is, like from yoga, oh, being a yoga studio, a photography studio, or an art show, musicians, mm-hmm. whatever, that type of like um, eclectic, uh, yeah. style of thinking um yeah that's what we want to bring and i love here. how it ties into vaco because at the end of the day it's also bringing together community exactly like it's accessible to anybody mm-hmm. that's sweet so yeah that's the goal so that's the back house uh we're in vaco studio and yeah so we'll drop all the links and all that cool stuff, so um real quick on the mic share where they can find you your personal instagram and then also um if people want to check out your guys's website right. for vaco can you drop that yeah my personal is uh creator K-R-I-E-8-T-A. Um, and then Vaco Studio at Vaco Studio, VacoStudio.com. We have most of our stuff there, but most of it's on Instagram. So that's where we're the most active. Yo, hit up the gram. Stuff, hit up the gram. Bro, their gram Website's is fire. Website's coming. So, um, or yeah, just feel free to hit me up. Let's work and awesome. let's get it. Bro, I'm so stoked that uh, you let me in your guys' house. You finally uh, meet, man. Yeah, finally. We made it happen. Thanks for uh, one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Make sure to give it five stars and share it on your feed. 
and shoot us a DM if you have any questions um, in regards to anything that we talked about. Shoot Kevin a follow. We'll see you in the next episode. All right, brother. Yep. <laughs>